the 25th century. Buck Rogers is back on the hair. Buck and Wilma and all their fascinating friends and mysterious enemies in the super scientific 25th century. This program is brought to you by the makers of Popsicle, Frigicle, and Creamsicle, those delicious frozen confections on a stick. Now I have a swell surprise for you. The famous winner of the typical American boy contest has now become Popsicle Pet, and here's a message from him. Hello everybody. I sure am glad to meet you, and boy am I glad I was picked to be the typical American boy because I'm Popsicle Pete. I always wanted to be on the radio, and now I have the chance to tell you about some wonderful presents you can get free. <laughs> Gee, you ought to see them, hundreds of them. You get them just for saving bags from nifty popsicles, fudgicles, and creepsicles. Some gifts, even better than Christmas. You can get a wristwatch, a movie camera, table tennis, a wallet, a doll, gee, a lots of gifts. Just save the bags from popsicles, fudgicles, and creamsicles on a handy stick. Boy, do they taste good. Well sung too. And now spring, made fresh every day of the funnest ingredients the biggest fifth cents worth anywhere. And say kids, get the free Illustrated Popsicle gift list at your ice cream store. A free coupon comes with it worth 10 bags. And now for Buck Rogers and his thrilling adventures 500 years in the future. As you probably know, Buck was born right here in our own times, in this 20th century. And the story of how he got started on his amazing adventures so far in the future is mighty interesting. But instead of telling you about it, let's turn the deal that will project us ahead in, in time and find out all about it that way. Now the capital of 25th century America is Niagara and there is that doctor here. The great scientist has his marvelous laboratory. In one room of it, he's working on a strange looking device that sends a peculiar greenish light down into onto a human finger lying on a table before him. Shall we join him there? Okay then. Here we go. 500 years in the future.
the ray is putting you to sleep, to sleep, relax, and sleep, sleep. Good, the ray has had its effect. Now we can go ahead and, er, yes, yes, come in. Oh, hello, Wilma. Hello, Gatayo, my. Why don't you have more light in here? Coming in from outside, I can hardly see a thing in this spooky greenish glow. Part of a little experiment I'm conducting. Oh, oh. But tell me, have you seen anything of Black Barney here in Niagara? Why no? Hasn't given up his job of premister on Mars, has he? Oh, no, no, but one of his Martian rocket ship factories has worked out a new control device for me. I'd rather hope you'd get here with it today. Oh. Meantime, I've made ready for final tests on this little invention here. Like to say and see it? I'd love to, Doctor, and you know it. But I just dropped in to find out if you do see any sign of... Oh! What's... what's... what's the matter? Doctor, what's happened to him? Eh? Is she alright? Oh. I see. What happened to him? Why's he laying here on this table? Now don't worry, Wilma. Don't worry, Doctor. What are you? He's he's offered to be the subject of my test, that's all. But then, where's he? He's simply lying here, comfortably asleep under the influence of my electrohypnotic ray. Oh, I... Uh, I was afraid something had happened to him. Not a thing. Surely you don't think for a minute that I'd do anything to harm. No, of course not. But the ray... Are you sure this experiment won't hurt him anyway? Oh, absolutely sure. Well, you can't blame me for being a little bit shocked for a minute. But what's that thing up near his head that looks like a miniature power plant? With a speaker on top of it? That, Wilma, is my latest scientific achievement. My newly perfected electro-hypno-mentalophone. Your what? Well, you remember my mentaloscope, don't you? Why, sure. When you put a person into the mentaloscope, all his memories sort are on a sort of moving picture screen? That's right. And this is an adaptation of it. With this electro-hypno-mentalophone, the memories of the subject will come to us verbally through the loudspeaker here. Provided, of course, that my calculations have been correct. Hmm. So, uh, read a person's mind aloud? You mean? Yes, yes, that's it exactly. Why do you ever get ideas for things like this, Dr. Hugh? Well, people don't just beg in and ask for you to work them out. Hardly. The scientific research that led up to the development of this machine started way back in the 20th century. Why? I always thought that the people back in 20th century weren't much better than savages. And what did you know about scientific things? You owe a great deal to the scientists of those days. Were it not for the great groundwork laid by men like Einstein, Fitzgerald, Compton, Millikan, and the rest, why we'd be without a great many of the things we have today. They never really got anywhere with rocket ship development or anything like that too, did they? Well, successful rocket flight depends on two things that have been brought into existence only recently. One of them must be inertron. Yes, inertron, the material that defies gravity and makes it possible to lift a big spaceship off of Earth and away from its terrific gravitational pull without too much power wasted. 
And what's the other? Imperivum, the only metal capable of withstanding high temperature of a rocket ship blast for any length of time. Oh. But now, let's go ahead with this experiment. Yes, let's. And you can tell me how these machines work as we go along, and just what it does to him. Well, not very much to tell you about the apparatus itself, Emma. Except that here, in this little pattern under his head, it is extremely sensitive and high-frequency response piezoelectro oscillator. Of qu- quite a complicated design. Yes, yes, I guess so. Yes, and I succeed into tuning it to receive the miniature electron impulses that emanate from his brain. Yeah. Okay. Through the medium of super-radiating protonifer. Yes. Oh, I see. A what? In other words, we're able to obtain significant amplification from the impulse output to the register audibly through the process of dynamic mode magnification. And that's all there is to it. I think we'll understand it better when I see this thing work. And I shall be very disappointed if it doesn't. Don't you worry about that, Dutcher. Your inventions always work. I have been rather lucky in most of my experiments, haven't I? Now, let's proceed with this one. Alright. Anything I can do to help? No thanks, but first of all, we have to switch on the electroformer. The electroformer makes a sound of air sounds. Yes. And now, when I switch on this microphone and speak to him, my words will be registered directly in his brain. Not through his ears, you understand, but directly on his brain. Uh-huh. And if we're successful, we'll receive his subconscious response through the loudspeaker. Go ahead, Doctor. Now. Young man, what is your name? I, I said, what is your name? Buck Rogers. Rima, it works. But, Doctor? My invention is a success. Doctor, what happened? It works even better than I thought it would. He didn't even move his lip. Talk. How could we hear him talk if he didn't move his lip? It read his mind aloud, Rima. It read his mind aloud. It sounds like his real voice, though. Well, of course, because he thinks of a speech in the same manner that he utters it. Great day. It doesn't seem possible. Ask him some more questions. Yes, yes, by all means. Listen. Buck, you were born back in the 20th century, were you not? Yes, sir. But this is 25th century. You see, Wilma? His memory is preserved, intact. But, but. How, how did you happen to come? How did you happen to come to the 25th century? One day, in the year 1919, I was in the lower workings of an abandoned mine near the city of Pittsburgh. Yes. When all of a sudden, the supports that held up the walls and ceiling gave away, gave way, and the whole thing caved in on me. Yes? Some kind of peculiar was released. Gas was released. It put me to sleep. It kept me 
in a state of suspended animation for 500 years. Then the ground shifted and let in fresh air. And I woke up. Well, how did you know you were in suspended animation for 500 years? Instead of the year 1919, it was the year 24 something. Uh, to be exact, it was 24. How did you know what year it was? Uh, I was told about it by Lieutenant Wilma Deering, a beautiful girl soldier I met when I first came to. Haha! <laughs> oh, so then you knew Wilma Deering. Doctor? I certainly do. She's the finest and bravest girl who ever lived. Why, Wilma's. Buck Rogers? Uh, yes. Did you find anything new at, and different when you first came into the 25th century? Oh, a great deal. Thanks to Dr. Ewer. Dr. Ewer? The greatest scientist who ever lived. Uh, 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 what's that? Nowhere in the universe is there a scientist who's done so much good for humanity or done anything that could have even began to. No, 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 wait, wait a minute, Buck. Yes? Uh, just, just forget Dr. Hewen. Go on with what you were saying. But he's the man who invented the first rocket ship that took us to the moon. And it was that trip that proved the practicability of interplanetary flight. Nothing wrong with this machine, Doctor. Well, where else have you gone by rocket ship, Buck? Well, first to Mars, where... We helped King Analdo, but put down an invasion by the Martian Tigerman. Then to Saturn and the Saturnian moons, Venus, Jupiter, and even far off Pluto. Which planet did you find most interesting? Well, that's hard to say. Jupiter has the biggest field for exploration simply because it's so much larger than the rest of those planets. Very true. Do you expect to do any more rocketing around through outer space? There's nothing else I'd rather do, sir. Well, my, do you like my little contraption? It's wonderful, Doctor. I told you it will work. Well, is there anything else you'd like to ask Buck? I mean, before I turn off this green ray. Let's... Let's wake him up and see if he remembers anything that happened during the experiment. Alright, go ahead. Alright. Wake up. Come on, wake up. Huh? I say wake up. You have been asleep. Asleep? Uh-huh. Oh, hello, Emma. Hello. Where do you come from? What are you doing here? I have just been let in on the test of Dr. Hughes electro hypno mental phone. Yes! Aw, oh, dog on it. Instead of helping you with your test, I fell asleep. Say, I'm awfully sorry, Doctor. Sorry? Well, yes, sir. I was gonna help you out. I I put you to sleep with this machine. Oh really? Right. I guess that's one on me then. How'd it work? Even better than I expected. Well, good. It was marvelous. But you told us your whole life story without opening your mouth. 
Hey, now, wait a minute. It's all right, Bach. You didn't say a single thing you shouldn't have. Thank goodness for that. Say, let's put Wilma under it. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> you have to do something excited around here. Come on, Wilma. You're never satisfied unless there's something exciting going on, are you, Buck? Well, you see, it's not as bad as all that, Doctor. But things have been sort of slow around here lately. Wait until we start making the test of the new gyrocosmic relevator I've just devised. A new one? Isn't that the equipment on the truck tip that makes it possible to take off without much use of time for pickup? That's right, and without the usual physics effects of a too quick acceleration, it removes your ship from the normal effects of weight and momentum and the like. Well, how have you improved the relevator, Doctor? Buck, if this new instrument does what I hope it will, there will be practically no limit to the speed of a rocket ship immediately upon takeoff. Good night, Imogene. Get into a control cabin, open the power lever, and go in a couple of thousand mils and hair. Just like that. That's exactly what we'll be able to do, Wilma. Bye. That hardly seems possible, does it? But when can we test it out, Doctor? Have you already got it installed in a rocket ship? Uh, no, Bach. As a matter of fact, I don't even have it yet. <laughs> huh? Oh, er, it's been made up all right, the one we used for the test, but it isn't right here yet. I don't understand, Doctor. Why, yes, sir. Can't we get it here? The sooner we can get it and start trying it out, the sooner we can break the boredom of just sitting around doing... Wait, Buck, listen. Yes, Doctor, I hear you. Why, yes, but... What under the sun is it? Look okay, out of the window. Good heavens, Wilma. It's coming right down this way. Wilma, come! Suddenly came true in a hurry. Great day. I wonder what that was. And I certainly hope he and Wilma and Dr. Hero are alright. What do you know, Sebet? <laughs> well, I know what would make me feel alright. A great big fudge hole, Jiminy Cricket. Can you imagine anything better than that fresh, creamy chocolate fudge frozen ice cold on a stick? Fellas and girls, what's the best, poorest, nickels wealth you can get? Right, alphagical, delicious, and full of helpful energy, made only from pure milk products, sure to eat and easy to digest. And don't forget to save the bags for those wonderful free, free prizes, exciting gifts like cameras, dolls, sweat sacks, jewelry, and lots of other things. And listen, kids, be sure to get your free popsicle gift list at your ice cream store. Don't take no for an answer. 